Section 1 of Essays on Prohibition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Health Plea by Charles Tabor Stout. Prohibition failed as a moral issue because the two great American religions were traditionally opposed to it. Something new had to be tried and the success of the drive movement in certain southern states offered a suggestion prohibition had made headway there because it was distinctly to the advantage of the south to remove temptation from the negro race self-interest is a powerful entering wedge for any argument and the leaders of the dry campaign began a survey of the country in an effort to find interests which coincide with their own in which they could utilize of course the soft drink manufacturers were not overlooked but while they might prove helpful from the financial standpoint later on they were unorganized and of little influence in the country and the selfish viewpoint would be altogether too obvious however three great and thoroughly systematized interests were found in receptive mood the american medical association the life insurance companies, and the Standard Oil Company. There were also certain other large corporations whose efficiency experts had been able to show that alcohol was increasing the cost of labor. The American Medical Association maintained the most powerful trained lobby in the country. As far back as 1907, the association had an agent in each of the 2,830 counties of the United States, and its list of approachable political leaders numbered 16,000. Its interest was so distinctly on the side of prohibition that it has become the great power behind the movement. The financial backing of the organizations was naturally of great importance. In addition, the life insurance companies were able to furnish valuable statistics and the private charities of the Rockefellers offered a convenient cloak. How much the latter were influenced by their relations with organized medicine, it is impossible to say, but the plea of health and human efficiency was given the premier position in the propaganda for prohibition. In enlisting medicine in their cause, the dry party acquired one of the most powerful agencies in our modern life, the influence of the family physician. In many a home in America, this is a greater continuous force than any other. There are many stories to illustrate the doctor's prestige, but one will suffice. Tucked away in the hills of New England is a little village, the summer home of two intimate friends. As boys, they had left this same village to make their way in the world beyond. They had been schoolmates together, and later on attended the same college. They were both interested in the same sports and pursuits, and the boys' friendship grew and ripened with the years. One of them took up the study of medicine. The other went into business and afterwards married. In the course of events, a child was born, and who more fitting to attend at that critical period than the friend whom the father had learned to trust since boyhood? Other children came, and the physician, then a rising practitioner, cared for them through the illnesses of childhood, and the children learned to trust their father's friend. And finally, there came a time when the doctor was called upon to share in the family's affliction. 
the wife and mother through an unfortunate accident was injured beyond the curative power of any physician but day and night he watched at her bedside alleviating pain wherever possible and giving the immeasurable comfort of his presence and skill if anything could add to that household's love and respect it was his sympathy with their loss his comprehension of their grief you may wonder perhaps as to the precise application of this episode it is given here because it is typical not merely individual because there are thousands of similar cases throughout america think of what that must mean the enormous influence exerted by such physicians amongst the members of innumerable families and this influence in itself so natural and splendid is being exploited in a partisan cause and for special and spacious interests the general practitioner himself has not much choice in the matter it is difficult for him to oppose for any length of time the settled policy of his professional organization it is almost impossible for him to remain in the association and defy its crushing disciplinary powers open and covert he can try to do so of course if he chooses others have sometimes made the attempt and sometimes regretted it as an alternative the practitioner may resign his membership in the association and become an outlaw but that involves a new professional outlook the severance of old ties the uprooting of fixed habits and an absolutely fresh start besides he still has to face the resentment of the organization which does not readily forget and there is no efficient outlaw organization to which he can turn for protection it is not surprising then that the harassed practitioner when he differs from the views of the authorities should decide to feign an acquiescence that he does not feel only the prominent and pushing the leaders of cliques and factions have the privilege of self-assertion in medical circles the rank and file have to be content with obedience or the blacklist end of section one